See, I want to be able to see. Oh, no, I'm doing the flashy screen thing. See, this is why I'm going back to Arch. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to... I don't know if this it's, is why. <laughs> I don't know if it's really going to solve my flashy screen problem. Um, but uh, so you're still on pop then? Yeah, I'm still on pop. Okay, okay. I've been on pop uh, basically since we reviewed it. I haven't changed it. I've been on pop for a while. Yeah, you definitely have. Yeah. At least three or four of our episodes. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, what happened was I switched to pop and then we had the I three challenge. And so right. instead of installing <laughs> something that had I three, I just installed pop. I just installed I three on pop. <laughs> so there's, I, I feel like there, there can't be many people running pop. OS I think that's, I three think WM. that's worse than installing arch and then installing I three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. I would say more that, dangerous. I should say more dangerous. <laughs> I would bet. I would. I would dare to say that if if you're a i3 WM developer, you're probably more likely to make sure that whatever your new feature is runs on Arch versus Pop OS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's our target. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're probably right. In compatibility world, it's probably better to be on on Arch than it is on Pop OS. Um, so cold open, I got this beautiful um, <clears throat> Open MW. Um, this is uh, I've, I got this on uh, GamingOnLinux.com, uh, which they have a lot of great articles. Um, you you were aware of this. I actually was not aware of I I was not aware of this project until I saw this article, but it's the article is announcing a new major update after like I think more than a year since their last update. Yeah, it's been quite a while. But this I've been waiting for this one. This thing is beautiful. Let me play some of this video with my with my sound off, but this is so this is an add-on for Merl, for Morrowind, right? Like you have to own Morrowind. And then install yes. this on top it's, of it. It's actually a re-implementation of the game engine so that you can play it on any platform. You can play it on Windows, Linux. I, I'm not sure if they have a Mac. I don't know. But I know definitely uh, on Linux yeah. you can play it. <clears throat> and you can use it in like a developer? Like you can actually use this because it says it's a game engine. Can you use this to actually develop your own maps? Or is it I just remapping? I don't know about that. Hmm. I don't know about that. I, I would think you could because it is the re-implementation of the engine. Yeah. Um, I know you can mod with it. You can add your mods and stuff like that um, to the game through this um, OpenMW, but uh, I don't know about actually building a whole game at, from it. I have yeah, no idea. Yeah. This is so cool, man. I really love, I really love uh, just, I have a lot of credits here and then they go into kind of their, their different features. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually lost track of this i haven't been following it so this is like new to me too because i didn't know that they had a release because after they didn't release for a while i kind of was like eh, whatever and uh now i'm gonna have to definitely try this out yeah so the comparison here is from the previous version of their mod to the new version so it's not a comparison to like old morrowind to to this but um right it's I mean, like I can tell where this is in ESO. You know what I mean? Like it looks so. It looks so like. Modernized. Oh yeah, it's so yeah. cool. Pretty badass. Um, 
Yeah, super, super pumped for that. But let's do this thing. Episode 18. 18, buddy. Here we go. You're not, you're not going to be able to hear Ooh. the intro music, but uh, just trust me. There'll be music. I'm not just dancing Got around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just dancing around in silence, all right? Welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. This is episode 18, and we are live streaming. We're live streaming every stinking where. Um, we are live streaming to YouTube, to Facebook, which I probably should just turn off Facebook at this point. It's completely <laughs> pointless. Um, hey, 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 it's meta now, okay? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all metaverse. I forgot all about that. We're in the metaverse, um, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a little thing of barbecue on my on my, on my shelf back there just to be that corny, um, and uh, yeah, only a complete like cornball would do that. Um, and uh, we are also streaming on Twitch. Twitch is uh, I, I really want to I really want to do Twitch. Like I I don't. I, I started watching a lot of Twitch. I, I want to try to like learn the community there. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. We have no description on our channel. Yeah, I've we, never <laughs> like gotten to Twitch at all. Like watching it or yeah, streaming. <laughs> yeah, I, I I watch it sometimes, mostly in the RPG world. I watch a lot of okay. like D and D stuff. That on makes Twitch. sense. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I think we can. I think we can break in there. So we're we. <laughs> this is our second. This is our second attempt. Maybe we'll get a, a viewer this time on Twitch. Um. But even if we don't. You can find us on YouTube at Crowbar Kernel Panic. Um, and you can send us an email, Crowbar Kernel Panic at PM.me. We know the email works because we received an email. We're going <laughs> to review, or we're going to read at the top of the, we're going to review your email. Um, we're going to read at the top of the show. Um, and then also you can join us on Discord. There is a link in the show notes to the Mintcast Discord where we hang out in the Linux gaming channel. Um, oh, and I want to say right here at the beginning, one of the things I want to do on Twitch is um, I want to do like the time that I, I live streamed on YouTube, putting together my uh, Raspberry Pi camera. I want to do that kind of stuff on, on Twitch. And so I've been preparing to do a Arch Linux install live on Twitch. It's going to be like a multi-part series. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do it all in one night. Usually when I install Linux, I, I can't do it all in one. I, I have to like kind of do it over time. Um so it'll probably be a few, a few different uh, streams. But I'm going to start by just like, like, absolutely just from a thumb drive, pop it in, install via command line all the way to the point that I can reboot, get Grub, and get a command prompt, and then from there maybe that'll be episode one, and then episode two I'll start building a desktop environment, and then episode three will be getting set up for gaming, and then episode four could be getting set up for podcasting. Um, and so, uh, so if you go through all of those live streams and I'll break them up into YouTube videos too, hopefully, um, I say hopefully, because a lot of times I think I'll do something <laughs> I never do. Um, but <laughs> it could, it could from beginning to end kind of guide you through setting up a, a arch desktop or, you know, at least on similar hardware to mine, you know, I don't know how that different USB be. better be set up with DD and not none of this Etherpool <laughs> crap. Uh, too late how did i do it um oh no you already set it up yeah i already set it up i actually i used whatever pop has so i used uh oh popsicle 
No, they they have USB flasher is what it's called in the oh, menu. Okay. I don't know if that's actually popsicle. I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, I just use that. I have done the DD thing before, um, but uh, yeah, I never trust that it's going to do the like boot part right. Um, which for Arch it seems to because I think it's just simple enough that it that it can do it. But sometimes you try like D you, you try DD and like uh like a, a more complicated OS and sometimes it doesn't actually do the boot section or something. You know I don't know. And there's I'm sure there's some I just, flag I'm supposed to do. You know and I and I yeah, didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just fully switched to Ventoy and I've haven't had any issues since. Dude, that's the new hotness. Everybody's talking about Ventoy. Ventoy is amazing. I, I don't care what anyone says. So what makes <laughs> it so what makes it so cool? Uh, you can do like multiple OSs on one so thumb drive, right? So this is the thing. You create the Ventoy stick on your thumb drive. It creates two partitions, a boot partition to, to boot up Ventoy and Grub and all that stuff. Yeah. And then another partition where the rest of the storage is where you just throw on your ISOs. You okay. literally just copy and paste them there and you you um you know, put your USB stick in the computer, boot it up, and it gives you a list and it's the grub menu or whatever you want to call it of all your distros and you just select the one you want and it boots it right up. I see. So once you set up a Ventoy USB, then that that burning process is done. From then on you just yep, drop whatever it. ISO you yep. want in there. Oh, that is rad. That's pretty cool. I could I could definitely use that. And as, I have I have not had it fail once. As much as we like try different OSs for the show, I could I should definitely do that. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, but so we got this email, uh, this is from, uh, Gordon He's asking us about, uh, uh, Tomb Raider. Do you want to read this? Or you want me to? Oh, you can read it. Okay. I'm reading through my microphone, so we'll see. I, sometimes I have trouble with this. Um, hi guys. Uh, I was wondering if you had a recommendation, a recommended Proton version to play Rise of the Tomb Raider on a laptop with a NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1650 Ti Max-Q. At the moment, it is quite choppy unless I run it in a small window. I could play Tomb Raider 2013 full screen with only slowdowns in intense battle scenes with Proton 6.3. Says, thanks for any ideas. Uh, so one, one thing that I was surprised by is that you need to use Proton to run Rise of the Tomb Raider because I thought it was, uh, Linux compatible. Now, Rise of the Tomb Raider did work for me when I, when I finally installed it, I used Mint and everything and I did it with, uh, native Linux and that actually did work. But Tomb Raider, the first one, that one I actually had to use Proton 5.0 to get that to even boot. So I'm pulling it up now. Let's see. I could be I could be incorrect. Yeah, they have it listed. So but mm-hmm. it but it doesn't work. Huh. What does Proton DB say? Let's see what they let's see what they say. Um So your response um you said, "Hey, thanks for the email." Um, so you asked for a little bit more information. Um, right. Oh, and you, you brought up, you brought up exactly what I said about that. Yep. It is native, uh, native to Linux. Um, and, uh, if it's not working, uh, with what, li- what Linux distro are you using? So you asked him the like common questions, that right. sort of thing. Cause I needed a little more info. Cause if he's running arch, you know, it's like, it's totally yeah. different than Mint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be. Um, so he, he gave us back some machine details. He said he's running These a ThinkPad awesome X1. Specs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the ThinkPad X1 Extreme Gen 3, um, which, you know, very good Linux compatibility. 
um, 10th gen Intel core I seven, uh, the 1075, um, five gigahertz. Wow. Uh, Nvidia GTX 1650 Ti max Q four gigs of Ram in a laptop. That is mad dude. Um, Linux mint 20 Nvidia 470 and kernel 510. Um, and then he assumes, uh, it's the native version since it's fair. Okay. So if he assumes it's the native Linux version, then why did he ask what Proton version? So I don't maybe he tried it once I once I emailed him back. Yeah, you know, and oh, I asked okay. him if he tried the Linux version. He probably tried it, and he's just saying, "Oh, I assume it's it's Feral Games because um, he probably tried it." Now the funny thing too is that I noticed is it says kernel five point ten. Now that's not a normal Ubuntu kernel, so I'm assuming that this is a ThinkPad that already had Ubuntu pre-installed, and they have a custom kernel running on it. So this is like full-on Linux compatibility from top to bottom, I would imagine. Yeah. So this should be working under. Um, I've had uh, this happen to me though. I, I don't know. I don't know how often you've experienced it, but like, uh, for example, um, I have to look. Torchlight. Torchlight two. The it has a Linux installation that does not work. It, it yep. hasn't worked for me on several different, inst- on several different OSs, um, yep. d- different distros. And, um, I'm not sure if it's, uh, something with my hardware that's incompatible or if they just gave up on supporting know. the Linux version of the game. I, I have no idea. I don't course, know. Cause Tomb Raider, the original from 2013, the, the mm-hmm. reboot, that one did not work native at all for me on either of my computers. Hmm. So then I did Proton 5.0 and that worked immediately. Everything's fine. I can play it graphics full on, you know, all that. Um, but his, his actual solution to this problem, cause he actually figured it out is pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is what I said here. This next part here is just kind of what I found on Proton DB. Just kind of trying here and there, you know, what to do. Okay. Um, which uh, which they suggested. So did he go with this fix, or this was a suggestion? No, from he Proton did not DB? end up going with this. He actually okay. found out what it was. Um, okay. Well, we'll just this. we'll just say that according to uh, you know according to others on Proton DB, right. um, they use this line, and we'll have it in the show notes. Enable. Uh, VK best salt that equals zero NV prime render <laughs> offload equals one GLX vendor library name NVIDIA. And then the, uh, the <laughs> command, it always ends with command. Yeah. It um, always ends with command. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that, that apparently is what fixed it for them. I'm assuming that that is for NVIDIA user, users only. Right. This is for <laughs> NVIDIA users and Linux Mint specifically. I, I oh, um, wow. filtered okay. it down to that to, ju- to just, you know, make it easier. Good call. Good call. Um, so uh, he says, thank you for your help. Um, it ended up being all my fault. Wow. Um, <laughs> after upgrading the NVIDIA drivers and rebooting, I didn't enroll. I didn't. I didn't enroll. MOK and so the NVIDIA drivers weren't loading. So it, that has to do with secure boot. Oh. If he had in secure he had secure boot enabled. Oh, gotcha. Um it was only using the Intel integrated graphics. Um I purged the NVIDIA drivers and re I, I had to I had to go through this process with Fedora. 
um, doing yep, it the I've hard way. This yeah. Before, yep. Not with Fedora, but another distro. I, I can't remember which one, but I remember one of them. I had to go through all this crap. It was ugh. well. In <laughs> in my case, it was because I installed the drivers the hard way. I didn't actually I didn't actually just use oh right when the you Fedora the built in. Yeah, yeah, I didn't just use their driver upgrade tool or whatever it is, uh, their hardware tool. Um, after a reboot, after a reboot, um, and he did that enroll. Um, then the drivers loaded the NVIDIA settings app, uh, would work running steam rise of the tomb Raider after a long time building Vulcan shaders. Yeah. That always <laughs> yeah. takes forever. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's not just me. Um, no, I did it. I just, not. I just kill it sometimes. And then the yeah, game, me just, too. The the game, game just launches. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what was it even doing? I know. <laughs> um, I did a benchmark and the average was 68 FPS. Yeah. On that monster That's of a laptop nice. you've got Gordon. Um, yeah, I played really the nice. game for a half an hour and the graphics were great and smooth. Uh, later I checked the options and found that most things were set to high. Um, along the way, along, along the way of debugging, I downloaded and compiled uh, feral interactives game mode. Um, and he gives us the link to that. We'll put that in the show notes. Also, now, I'm not hundred percent sure why he downloaded it and compiled it unless maybe he wanted to have the newest version because Ubuntu, or I should say mint has it built into it. So all you have to do is, is just enable it. Yeah. This is just game um, mode. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another thing too is, is when he, when you enroll in the MOK or whatever, I don't know how you pronounce that, yeah. but what happens is, is the NVIDIA, uh, drivers need a key for secure boot to work so you're enrolling the key for nvidia into secure boot so it knows to use I don't yeah. know, to boot it you know like that's what i'm trying to say yeah that's so the fix for all of this is to just disable secure boot then this none of this would happen yeah or you know i don't know how you installed the original drivers mm-hmm. um but you probably did the same thing i did wh- where i i I found some tutorial online that kind of walked me through the hard way to do it, and that yep. that ended up causing me to have to do all this. Whereas the Linux Mint Hardware Manager probably would have got you to the same place automatically. Um, I maybe uh, let's see. He said he was using four seventy, right? Um, I'm pretty sure with the right, yeah. with the right, uh, you know, with the right repo, you can get you can get four seventy even through their Hardware Manager. Um, yeah, I mean when I when I installed I literally just installed Linux Mint before this <laughs> episode. Yeah. Um I, I actually well I actually got the 495 drivers. But um yeah, it's it the 470 was already there and you just click on it and it installs it, you know. It's not it, there's no real hard way to do it on Linux Mint. Like it's just there, you know. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to go the hard way, that's another story. Yeah, and that's one of the things they've always been famous for is having that oh, like a click away. Yeah. Definitely, though, 100% this could have been, all been avoided if Secure Boot was disabled. I know that because so I have had this problem. Do you run with Secure, secure Boot disabled? I will enable it if it works. If it yeah. doesn't work, I will just disable it because I don't really care. I mean, I'm just, uh, I don't have anything on my laptop that much. I, I wipe it how many times in yeah, a month? That's true. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I have it, I think it is on on my desktop, but off on my laptop. 
Yeah. And I don't remember why. And I, I think that, just like he said, I think I may have tried NVIDIA something at some point. NVIDIA drivers just have issues with yeah. Secure Boot. It's, it works sometimes. It doesn't. It looks like it did work for him because he enrolled it. And yeah. It's this big, when it boots up, it's this big screen that comes up. It looks scary. It's in end curses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you want to enroll in MOK? And it's like, uh, I don't know what this is. You know, it's kind of like scary when it happens. But if you do that, it just boots every time afterwards, or at least it should. Why don't you just tell me whether I should enroll? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can't even look it up because it's <laughs> it's locked out. Um, so uh, uh, the Steam survey. So uh, this is on TechSpot.com. The latest Steam survey has dropped, and the biggest takeaway for the month, other than AMD continuing its uh, resurgence, is apparent signs of the chip shortage. Only five graphics cards made gains of over uh, 0.10% um, with the most significant increase uh, belonging to the GTX 1660, which jumped by 0.35%, which is, uh, yeah, there's not, there's not, so I guess if you looked at the previous month, right, almost every graphics card had, you know, some gains, Small gains, right. the the highest being also the sixteen sixty at thirty five or point thirty five percent, and so if you looked at that and thought, oh, maybe we're coming out of this GPU crisis, maybe things are starting to pick up. Well, uh, this month <laughs> it goes it goes back down again uh, with almost no increase in graphics cards. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is all right. So, do you think graphics card sales go up? typically in november at you know the end of october beginning of november or do you think this is kind of a drought time of year anyway i honestly don't know the answer to that question like i didn't look into it but it just i know that if i were buying a graphics card right now i i would i would wait because i know i'm going to get amazon gift cards for christmas and it's unlikely that any of my family members yeah or or deals at black friday yeah exactly this this specific time of month and prior to this like October and yeah. beginning of November is it should be a drought because no one should want to buy anything because why not just wait a week or two to get the deals on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Right, exactly. I, I really feel like I I would be waiting right now. And I and you know, there's some products that you're like, oh, but the sales will go up because people are buying it for other people as gifts for mm-hmm, Christmas. Mm-hmm. But who buys anybody a graphics card for Christmas? Like people just <laughs> yeah, you buy it, it yourself. Yeah, man. if you want a graphics card, people give you gift cards and you go buy your own. Like no one, your your grandmother's not. Like, yeah, which one was that that you wanted? <laughs> it was the seventeen. The GTX thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only way you're getting a graphics card uh, for Christmas is is if you have like really really cool friends. You know, my, yeah. That, seriously, no family member is getting you that, no or no. maybe a uh, maybe maybe there's like a parent to to child graphics card, part, but it can't be overwhelming. So I don't right. know that yeah. this. I well, don't. First off, how many people in general are buying graphics cards in the first place? I mean, it's not. It's a lot, but it's not that many. And then you narrow it down to people buying them for other people mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah so, very very negligible so i don't know i don't know that this is uh as as alarming as it seems but we've been in a drought for a very long time and that that doesn't it, seem it, like it's changing I, I heard i heard a little while back that they they had signs that nvidia was actually artificially holding you know making the market uh what do you want to call it um yeah artificially scarce, scarce yeah 
Right, right, but but you know, it's like they're they won't they're hiding it in the pandemic. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's like who well, knows if it's because of it or or actually yeah. hiding I, it in it. <laughs> I I would bet that the truth is somewhere in the middle between those yeah. two. You know, yeah, I agree. It's usually always in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, another kind of similar story. This is on Pharonics. Um The AMD market share amongst Linux gamers um, is around 40%, which is a another 0.3% increase since the last survey they did. Um, but I thought this was interesting because I, I myself switched from Linux or switched from Intel to AMD and I participate in the steam uh, uh, survey thing every, every chance I get. Uh, so I uh, am part of that forty percent there, and I'm I also need to figure out how to get this come up. I don't ever have it come it's up. It's random. It's it's random. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had it in a little while, but anytime it pops up, I I hit I hit submit, and I've had it, I've had it quite a few times. Um, like I've I've never had it. I've never had it like ever. Crazy. Like I don't understand why my account must be like freaking banned from it. I don't know. I don't know how they. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how it's, if certain games. I have a lot of Valve games. Maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> this guy has a lot of Valve games. We might as well put the Steam survey yeah, out to this guy. They're like, he's a fanboy. He'll give us good rating. Um, <laughs> um, it's like whenever the uh, well, they don't really have you rate anything. They just they just ask you if right. you want to participate. Um, so uh, when it comes, oh, but you know what's weird though is I. There's been times where I've been running the Windows version of Steam in Lutris for some strange reason. I'm trying to get some game to work that won't work any other way. And I've gotten the survey. And I've thought, yeah. how will this contribute? Will they be able to tell that I'm on Linux even though I'm running yeah. it through Wine? I have no idea if they can tell that. There, there was a way There was a way to get around that where you could like close out of it and like re-sign yeah. in on Linux and it would come up as a <laughs> Linux thing. And like even if you were on Windows at the time, you, you could trick it. Yeah, I don't know if you could still do it, but that was funny. Great. I'm going to go to Windows machines and I'm going to run Steam from the <laughs> Windows subsystem from Linux. <laughs> just VM, just a ton of VMs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they they did the survey, and uh, Intel CPUs are are still a whopping fifty nine point seven percent, but they are losing ground to AMD's forty forty point two percent, and that is amongst Linux users. Um, let's see. Wait a minute. Am I reading this wrong? AMD on Linux is much more common than Windows, where Intel. Okay, so on Windows, Intel still makes up 69% of the market share. So uh, okay. on Windows, yeah, it's yeah. still so much more. But, you know, I don't find, uh, just like the first story, I don't really find this that alarming because, well, for one thing, Intel is great too. I'm like, I'm a fan of both, right? But They need um, both day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need them both. But the thing is, is like, in, I find that most laptops have Intel chips in them, or at least in the price range, I'm usually looking at yeah. laptops. Yep. And, and like every laptop you buy in the store is going to be running Windows. So it's not right. a, I'm not that surprised that Intel corners the market amongst Windows users. Right. Plus they have the integrated graphics and not all of AMD do. Right. Um, this is kind of a, uh, this, this was a new story that would have, that would have went along well with our original show topic, which we'll probably do next week. Um, but I'll go ahead and uh, leave this story in here. Uh, indie dev, finds that Linux users generate more, better, 
bug reports. Um, mm-hmm. So this is from an indie game developer. He they developing a game. It's hard to say. It's either DV or it's Delta V, Rings of Saturn, um, and they have a a small percentage of Linux users. Only five point eight percent of their uh, games buyers were playing on Linux. Um, but that 5.8% make up 38% of the bug reports. Wow. Yeah. And they say that only three of the 400 bug reports submitted by Linux users were specific to an issue that you would write that would rise on Linux. So it's not like, Oh, this game just runs <laughs> terribly on Linux. That's why they open more bug reports. It just seems like they're, they're just more prone to being willing <laughs> to open a bug report. Um, and so I thought this was really cool. Like, this is really interesting, uh, kind of, uh, you know, like quick, like glance at a, at a glance, uh, of the Linux community, because if you're, if you're running Linux, especially as a Linux gamer specifically, you're, you're already looking in Git, you know, lab, you're already looking in like the, like you're already like like troubleshooting and you probably enjoy that sort of thing. You're probably, you and I have, I've often said that like we enjoy <laughs> making the game work as much or more than actually playing the game. Right. Um, on the game. Yeah, definitely. Right. <laughs> and so you or I are way more likely to put in a bug report or to point out something that we found that's wrong, especially if we think we can get cool <laughs> points for being the guy that's like, Hey, I even know why this is wrong. Here's what you need to do to fix it. I bet there's a lot of that there too. I wouldn't yeah, doubt I it. Bet. <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. Linux users are smarter than windows. users. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Windows users. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Don't, don't come for us. We're new to Twitch, right? We're new to Twitch. Don't, new to don't, Twitch. Come, get, don't come get us yet. <laughs> Give us a few more weeks. Um, yeah, I thought this was a, a pretty interesting article, and uh, I might check this game out. I, I haven't looked into it yet, but it was originally a post on Reddit, um, and the link I have in the show notes has a you know link to the original uh, source post, um, and they even have it kind of copied and pasted here in the article. Um, we have another GamingOnLinux.com uh, story. This is um, Valve adds support for games using CEG DRM, through Steam Play Proton. Um, so this is similar to the recent support they added for, you know, EAC and various, you know, you can tell they're trying to get this compatibility, you know, hmm. question up, you know, as the Steam Deck comes out. Um, but this is actually a Valve-specific DRM that they used to use on, it's an older DRM technology they used on a lot of older games. Um, and uh, judging by the titles here, it was, it was used by other companies as well. Um, but this release... Um, in the latest Proton Experimental um, could solve the... uh, It's not 100%, obviously, but it could solve this DRM issue for several titles, including Aliens vs. Predator, Bioshock Infinite, Call of Duty Black Ops, uh, Just Cause 2, like several Mafia 2. I know that's that's like a cult favorite. Yeah. a ton. I'm surprised about Bioshock Infinite because that I was game shocked usually, by that too. That plays. I've played that before. I don't know why. I, is there is there multiplayer in that? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Possibly. I've I feel never like, played multiplayer with it. I feel like I have played Bioshock. Oh, but I've played the original Bioshock, not Infinite. 
I played um, them all. All of them work on Linux, as far as I know. I've, hey, I've played them all. And you know what? Uh, so right now on sale for seven forty nine, Bioshock Infinite <laughs> actually lists as having a, uh, a a Linux installation. So I'm not even sure. No, oh, interesting. I'm not sure why it's required, but but apparently it is. <laughs> it probably is just a title that uses that DRM. So that's why it got added to this list. That but, could be. Yep. Um. Yeah, I played the original Bioshock. I want to say though, if I'm being completely honest, I think this was in my like uh, land party days, and I probably just got it from one, somebody else at the land party, um, and so that's why I never finished it because I didn't I, I didn't actually yeah. own it. It's four ninety nine. Now's the time. It's four ninety nine. I might I might buy it. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have all the Bioshocks, and then I bought the remasters, and the remasters have Linux um, native versions. Yeah. Oh what. So Bioshock, I just happened to be on the screen. I'm not like calling you out, but like I happen to be on the Bioshock remastered screen. They don't list it. They don't. No, it's it's uh just maybe has, I'm, maybe it's the other way around, or maybe I'm just totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's got dude the game, this game of this age though. It's got to run great on Proton. I wonder what it is if we look it up on Proton DB. Yeah, last time I played it, it ran pretty good. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I'm, I'm probably think of a different game. I, I know there was a remaster that came out that was native to Linux and the original wasn't. I can't remember. Maybe that's Metro th- 2033 it could be that I'm thinking of. So Bioshock, it has a gold rating on ProtonDB, so you're safe to play it <laughs> on the glorious egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, glorious you, you could almost uh, you could almost turn off e-sync and use glorious egg roll for any game <laughs> <laughs> yeah it probably works <laughs> um, last on our news docket we have uh, Wimpy's quick emu I keep wanting to say quick menu but it's quick emu yeah, quick, quick emu yep <laughs> and uh, this is uh, let me full screen this so I can read it um, so quickly create and run optimized Windows, Mac OS, and Linux desktop virtual machines. Um, so you can quickly create and run highly optimized desktop virtual machines for Linux, Mac OS, and Windows with just two commands. You decide what operating system you want to run, and Quick Emu will figure out the best way to do it for you. For example, and he gives an example here. So Quick Get, that's Quick Get, not Quick Get, um, Ubuntu Mate, Impish, and then quick menu says dash dash VM Ubuntu Mate Impish.conf. So it sounds like it's a, just an easy way to spin up uh, VMs for various OSs. Yeah. Only you can prepackage your settings. So I'm guessing that this relies on a, uh, this relies on somebody figuring out the correct settings and then, and then pu- publishing that somewhere, right? Like how does it, how does it pull that in? Um, as far as I know, what happens is is it installs when you install Quick EMU, it installs QEMU and configures everything there. And then when you pull down whatever thing you want, even Windows, you can pull down. Um, it will configure it in the background with a script, and that is when you, when you say Quick EMU dash dash VM Ubuntu Mate whatever. The comp file has everything in it to set it up the way it needs to be set up. Now, the reason why I even mentioned this to even put it in here is because Wimpy is working on GPU pass-through 
with oh. Windows. Oh, I'm like talking like these two commands, and you have GPU pass through on that, Windows. That would be astonishing. That would be amazing. Like I'm as soon as I heard that, I was I was like, "There's no freaking way this guy's going to do this, but he's going to do it." I mean, <laughs> like he's any, amazing. I, if anybody could, I would trust that if he would. Anyone can. Dude. And I mean, there's a lot of people working on this. Like, if you go on his um his Discord, mm-hmm. there's there's a ton of chat going on about this quick EMU. It's a it's crazy. <laughs> that I mean, that is quite a uh, that is quite a dream to have. Um, I have tried to set up that. That's something we should eventually do as a show topic. But I got to tell you, I don't feel like I'm smart enough because I try <laughs> I tried this more than once. I, I feel like, and it is I have. I've been researching it for the past like two weeks and it's not easy for one. The first thing you got to figure out is if your hardware can even do it. Like even if you have two GPUs, your motherboard has to support all this Mm -hmm. other stuff to enable the ability to do this. So, (laughs) so uh, I'll try my best to explain what it's doing, but I probably am getting part of this wrong too, but it's basically, you're going to use one graphics card to actually power your like Linux monitor, your Linux rig. And then you'll run a VM on that Linux host OS, which yep. will use a graphics card, like a gaming graphics card in your system yep. to yep. run Windows games uh, with the power of that GPU, like yep. within a Windows virtual machine. Like you just installed it into the VM somehow through magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was a great, um, let me see the name of this YouTube channel. There was a video I saw once. Where the the tutorial I was I was following. Let's see. GPU pass through. I'm sure it's one of the top results. Of course Linus is the top result. Uh <laughs> I don't see it now. I was following uh Ah shoot. Anyway, I wanna learn to do this, but it's just it's always eluded me. Maybe we won't have to. <laughs> Maybe yeah, this will work. And you know what? Maybe it's not as hard now as it, well. If they do this, it's unbelievably easy. But maybe even still, it's not as hard now as it as it was last time I looked into it. Because yeah, maybe if you have the right stuff, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, when I was doing it too, when I was doing it before, I was on like a P six N Platinum with a Q sixty six hundred GP uh, CPU oh or something. <laughs> uh, no wonder you had problems. Actually, that's you probably not on terminal. No. Yeah, actually, that's probably not accurate. It's probably the build I had after that one. That one's probably too old. I don't remember, but it was an old build I had. It, it was, was an, an old build. build. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. But uh. So yeah. So that is the news. We'll knock that out. Uh. What have you been doing in this week? You been doing anything fun? Well, I first tried Ubuntu twenty one ten. And it's okay, but I just didn't want to deal with GNOME anymore. I've been dealing with GNOME for so long now, and I'm just like, yeah. I, okay, so hear me out. I like GNOME. I really do. I I don't mind the whole extension thing. I, yeah. I, I know it's a hack and whatever, yada, yada. But if you stay on Ubuntu, you don't have to worry about them breaking as often and whatever. The problem I have with GNOME is the GNOME developers. I'm getting so fed up with with them just projecting what they want onto onto everyone else. Yeah. And and just not caring because like even with GTK they're projecting everything onto on, uh, everything that they want onto anyone who uses GTK. So like like Mint for instance with Cinnamon. 
They use GTK. So eventually it's going to be a problem with theming it because they're going to lock everything down and make it so hard to theme it. Hmm. Yeah, this this is the uh this is the common this is the common issue with Gnome I I hear. I think it's funny that you're leaving Gnome before me because <laughs> I I was convinced I hated it whenever we first tried the uh, Fedora 34. <laughs> And uh, a new version of Fedora has come out, and I'm still using GNOME on a different OS. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm getting off too. In my Arch installation, I've been thinking about what desktop environment I'm going to pick, and I really think I'm going to do Cinnamon. I think I'm going to do Arch with Cinnamon. That was my setup for the the last two or three years. I was I've been wow. using Arch Arch with Cinnamon. Um, hey, that's a good. That's a solid. Right. That's there. what that's I always go back to. Desktop. What I always go back to. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to do that. I was thinking about trying because there are some things that don't like about cinnamon. Mostly that cinnamon, cinnamon is like, it's, it's weird because it's like not exciting because it just (laughs) seems to already kind of be what I expect it to be. It doesn't have that many settings really, but you can do a lot with the number. You got a what? It just kind of keeps. It just kind of keeps rolling, like yeah. with the different versions that come out. It's like, oh, we did this. Oh, we did that. It's nothing mm-hmm. like, like, oh, we have Wayland now. All of a sudden, no, no, yeah. that's going to come like years down the line. This is <laughs> not fast. So, so I don't know. It's 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 a great it's a it's a great uh, desktop environment, but I feel like it's kind of I feel like it's kind of getting. Uh... You might like Budgie. Have you ever tried Budgie? I've never tried it. Um, I think Moss has told me to use it. That people people have told me to use it before in the past. I'm gonna look it up real quick. It's it's very gnomish, but it's very cinnamonish at the same time. It's like it's like this perfect mesh. <laughs> I tried to look it up, and uh, how do you spell it? Don't look up Ubuntu Budgie. That's totally different. They they do it weird. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not sure. I spelled it correctly, but it brought up a bird. So. I need to look it probably up. Probably is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look up Budgie Desktop. Yeah, um, there you go. Okay, yeah. Here I've got some probably images. Solus. Uh, oh yeah, I've seen I've seen Solus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Solus looks amazing. Like it is really nice. I love Solus uh, for its look. I have seen this. I have seen this. And at one time, I would have loved this because I used to do. I used to do the very Mac OS looking layout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I kind of quit. I kind of quit doing that. Um, I think it it's one of those things that kind of changes with the trends, um, and I feel like that is like less trendy now than it used to be. Like, I don't know, I'm fa- I'm, my desktop's fashionable. All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. I'll try it out for the sake of the show, if nothing else. Um, yeah, I really liked Unity. Or you can throw it on. Yeah, it's true. I really so here's the thing. I hated Unity when it came out. And then by the time, <laughs> by the time it left Ubuntu, I loved it, and I was like, "Why are you taking Unity from me?" And so there was yep, that Ubuntu. I tried that Ubuntu Unity, uh, uh, the remix distro, yeah, and yeah. I really liked it. I really liked it. I, I think that's. I think that we should have given it a second shake. I think that we should have given we should have given Unity more time. They, they just added the the lead dev on that to the Ubuntu team. So oh, they really? might actually make it an official flavor. Isn't he like ten years old? Yeah, he's like eleven or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah. nuts. Like this yeah, kid's got a wild. career before he's even out of yeah, school. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty <laughs> crazy. Yeah, he's uh I, I think I heard that he was actually born after Ubuntu 
uh, started Unity after Unity <laughs> joined Ubuntu in the first in that district. That's, distro- <laughs> That's, That's so great. crazy. Um, but yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably do. Uh, not I want to say Mint. I'll probably do Cinnamon also. Um, but you. Uh, Speaking of Mint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, I see here that you're back on, on Linux Mint. You mentioned that too. Yep, I put it on both my desktop and my laptop. And I was running Pop before... Well, I was running 2104 for a little bit. But before that, I was running Pop OS on both of them. And I was actually amazed at how similar like the experience was between Pop and Mint for, for me. Like, even... On my desktop or on my uh, laptop, it actually installed the Optimus driver so that I can switch between NVIDIA and Intel right off the bat. Like, I didn't have to do anything. It was already there. Yeah. It already knew that I had that. And um, I wasn't expecting that at all. I think, um, I, what? I think they serve a similar audience. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But I use the, the edge of Mint, which is like their basically regular mint but with the newest ubuntu kernel that's out and i did that because both my cpus on both of these are pretty much brand new <laughs> so yeah. i needed the uh, most up-to-date i could get to get the best performance i um all, what that's my two favorite i mean i really i really love both those distros it's like my two favorite right now it's pop and mint yeah at least the desktop the desk the way they have the desktop set up is mm-hmm. really nice um but uh, I might I might install on my laptop the um, I think it's Xanmod kernel mm-hmm. um, because I want to see if that's gonna make it any better because it does have that's the newest kernel you can get pretty much and you, you can easily install it on on any Ubuntu distro. Um, yeah. we tried that know. in the first the first episode we reviewed uh, the Xanmod yeah. kernel. Yeah, I want to I want to try that and and see how that goes. I can't do it on my desktop because I use ZFS and I need the kernel Ubuntu kernel for that. Yeah. So that's another story. But um yeah, I'm definitely going to try it on my on my laptop um to see how that goes. But uh yeah, as far as games went, uh they run as good or better than Pop OS for me. I mean, I most games installed super easy and and when I installed ESO, the one little box that comes up that you have to press OK with yeah, was yeah. not black in, yeah. in Linux Mint. It was actually visible. I was like, wow, this is nice. <laughs> they had a they had an update recently. I wonder if something changed or if that was if that was just a mint thing. <laughs> no, because because I I just unless unless it was within a couple of days, I just installed it on on um Ubuntu. Um uh, twenty one ten, and you, it was the same thing. Did you have to do the drive trick where it thinks your drive is smaller yes, than it I really still is? Had to still do had that. to do that. Yeah, okay. That that you still have to do. I think that is something that's going to be until Proton fixes it. That's, yeah, that's just. Gonna I've be had it. it on. That's just like a weird Proton Windows game thing because, um, I've had it on other games besides besides ESO. Yeah, at least it's a simple fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I have been playing. Uh, well, I, I played Guild Wars two because you were gonna. You were talking about it. Did you end up ever playing it? I played it a little bit. I got it. I got it installed and everything, and I yeah. played it. And it, it. I mean, it played just as good as the first time I I installed it. And like that amazes me though. Like freaking games that are they're older. 
that are static games that don't change after you know a certain date, they don't update them anymore, won't work with <laughs> Linux. But a freaking game like Guild Wars that's constantly changing or ESO yeah. that's constantly changing always works every time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think MMOs I feel like have pretty good compatibility on Linux because I think that they're always they're always aiming at a moving target. Yeah, like because they they're they, ready for it to move. Right, exactly, because they're because they're constantly they're constantly updating. They know it's like a living thing, and right. um, yeah, but like yeah, Guild, Guild Wars two. I think the last time I installed Guild Wars two, it didn't run as smooth as as it did this time. This this time, I think was the best performance I've seen out of it. But it's not a game I play a lot, and so I um I don't have a lot of experience with it. But this time, I think I gave it like the the most fair shot I ever could because. I actually played it for uh I played it for at least a week solid where I was actually like oh, wow. ex- like I was doing the new MMO thing where I was like excited mm-hmm. to log in um <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like looking up things about my class and everything but what I kept what I kept running into was I I really wanted to uh I really wanted to like build a tank or build a healer um I, I was just, I don't know. I was just doing the classic MMO thing. Like I wanted to do the Holy Trinity thing. Right. And the more I researched it, I don't think Guild Wars Two really, really does that. I don't think that's it doesn't work the same way. It doesn't yeah. work like a traditional like uh, World of Warcraft or ESO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's okay. In a way, ESO doesn't either. ESO is like yeah. you kind of have an option. Like ESO is like every class can kind of be a tank killer or DPS, but right. you still need a tank killer in two DPS. Like someone right. has to pick up that role. And in later content, you'll find that, well, you know, sure, uh, certain classes can be tanks, but can they like really be high end tanks? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, unless you're just like an, a great player. Um, you're probably going to be on a Dragonite to tank, or you're right. probably going to be on, you know, the Necromancer to DPS. So, um, so it's like it's. I would say that it's the Holy Trinity style, but flexible. Whereas, like Guild Wars Two, you don't even get your first dungeon until level thirty. Um, yeah. And what I read about it was that their dungeons are very good, but they just don't lean heavily on that aspect of the game. Um, the dungeons are neat because you can, you can like run them in story mode and then you can run them in some other mode. And like, it's like different, like you go through like a different wing of the dungeon by doing it this other way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it sounded like I would, I would enjoy the dungeon aspect of the game, but it's just like the game didn't really lean heavily on that. I think they've only got like eight to 12, maybe they only, they only had a handful. They didn't have a lot for the whole game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's uh, way different than, than most MMOs out there. You know, they they do it in a yeah. very different way. <laughs> I like the aspect of like you're not going around picking up quests and killing things and then going back right. and turn it in. You're doing this like map fulfillment thing. Where that is that I really did like that because you got rewarded for exploring, and mm-hmm. that's something I really love about games. Yeah, and you like can that. choose how you want to how you want to fulfill that zone. So like you go into like a little settlement. And there'll yep. be a there'll be a there'll be a, a bar that you need to fill up, and you can either kill things, you can either like you could you could plant stuff, you could go around and help people, um, yep. 
You could go around reading books. You could go around and, and choose your way to fulfill that bar. Of course, I just ran around killing stuff because that's like <laughs> that's the easiest way. Um, but uh, but however you do that is up to you. And then you get a significant amount of experience for doing that. So it, it incentivizes you to f- to do it for every spot on the map. And then you get you know an even bigger bonus for fulfilling the whole map. Um, I like that mechanic a lot, but I just couldn't see. To me, that seemed like the only thing you can do from one to thirty. And I didn't, I didn't just, I don't, I just, I would, I, I was excited about it for about a week and then I just got burnt out cause it was like, well, all I can do is log in and fulfill these maps. Like, I don't know what else I can do. <laughs> well, um, like you can do the quests and stuff like the, like the main quests and all. Yeah. You get a main, you get a main story quest, uh, that'll have you like every five levels or so go do something. Um, yeah. but beyond that, it felt like I was just, maybe I missed something, but it just felt You're like just I was running around there, filling the map. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, uh, I mean, there are like little tiny quests you can do and stuff like that. Like help, like you said, the help the people and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. it's, they're not like in depth. Not nothing like ESO. ESO yeah. freaking. Oh, yeah. You can see a person on the side of the road and be like, "Oh, I'll help you." And five, ten hours later, yeah, you're, yeah. you're back there saying, "Where else do I go?" <laughs> yeah, no. ESO has ESO has quests like. Uh, they're they're novels yeah yeah no nobody does quests like eso and they're all voice acted i don't understand i literally don't understand how they can do it i don't understand how they can afford microtransactions that's how they do it (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) even even with it though i don't see it's it's amazing yeah i know it's Um, crazy yeah and and that's kind of what so that's kind of what i did i so i re i re-enlisted my account in uh in eso because that's kind of what happened is i was playing I played Guild Wars 2 until I got burnt out and I just cuz I kept, I just kept thinking I kept comparing it to ESO and so <laughs> I just said you know what I'll just start playing ESO again so I yep. just started my account back up <laughs> um but as far as its compatibility so I installed it using Lutris and I just used the first installer that I found yep. um so that's and what I did too yep everything was I I I think I've only ever played that game on Linux I may have tried it on Windows but I doubt it cuz I really have only played it like one other time, I think. And um, that time I had stuttering and issues, but this time everything was perfect. As long as you wait for it to finish installing. It's one of these oh, games, yeah. like how WoW, you can like let it install so far and then you can kind of log in and mm-hmm. play the game. Mm-hmm. I tried that and it was terrible. And so I just, I just, I just let it run overnight and let it finish. And then I logged in yeah. and everything was fine. I did have one weird uh, glitchy kind of thing. I would launch the game launcher did you, you may, I don't know if you had this problem. I would launch the game launcher and then nothing would happen. And I had the box checked to automatically load the game and it would never let me hit the button that says start. It would always be like, you know, loading or whatever. But then could you, could you move, could you move the, the screen around the uh, window around or no? I don't know. I can actually check now. On, Cause on I the had stream. that happen to me. And if you move the window around, it, mm-hmm. it'll uh, it'll kind of glitch out, but then it'll work, and then you can actually hit it. All right, so here we're going to test this live. We're going to see. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I like how it says on Discord, Bo, uh, you're playing uh, Lutris. <laughs> <laughs> playing that Lutris, boy. All right, let's see. I haven't loaded it in a while, so it may actually have like an update to install. Let's see. All right, so it comes up. And oh, it's installing an update. <laughs> oh, crap! There goes our bandwidth. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it launched. 
All right, it launched. Oh, and then I got a I got an error message. Oh no. Oh no. It probably has something to do with the uh it probably just has something to do with the live stream going. Um, oh, you're probably right. Yeah. Cuz I never had an error. I never had an error on it. Yeah. Um probably that, the ping time is too too small or too I'll, large, I mean. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll try it again after the uh after the show and if I get an error message, I'll put it in the show notes and we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the but, update screwed us. <laughs> yeah. But prior to uh today's update, it was working fine. It was running. <laughs> after I got done fine. saying like it always works. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they always work. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh I think all in all it's 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 I think it's a, a very good MMO. Uh but uh and I, and I will still play it. Um, I wasn't going to admit this, but I'll go ahead and admit it. I actually picked up the new the new expansion that they announced. Uh, oh, okay. The, the pre order for that, and so I actually have a character boost, but I just don't I don't know enough about the game to know what to use it on, and so I don't want to like boost some character that I'm like never going to play. Um, right. So I'll probably wait until that that next expansion releases, and or. I, I, I know it was in beta when we were testing it before. I, I I don't know if it's already released or if it's still coming, but I might I, I might start my account. Well, it's free. It's free to play. I might log in again and make something and boost it, you know, and then and right see see how it goes. So, how about you? You playing anything? Yeah, I uh, well, I've been playing bunch of different games that actually work as you heard like eso but um oh yeah batman arkham asylum <laughs> that's a little bit of an issue it, it does oh, have a silver man. rating it does. it does have a silver rating on uh on proton so i'm like eh, i'll give it a shot see if i can get it working and uh i almost had it running i was so close with glorious egg roll i was so <laughs> close it launched everything was up I could change the the display um, resolution and everything, and then I got into the game and I had this shader um, uh, compiler error, and I'm like, no, and I just didn't I didn't get around to looking that error up yet, so I have to uh, I have to look up and see why it's happening. I was trying um, to see if I can pull it up, but I'm having the flashy window problem. Uh. <laughs> I tried several other Proton versions, and none of them none of them even launched the game at all. Like it didn't even start up. Um, I, I, I like that game. I must've played it on windows. Oh, you know, you know what? I think I actually played it on, on PS4. I think, I think that, yeah, probably. I, yeah, I, I still have PS4 it. Title. I, I actually <laughs> sold my PS4, but I didn't sell the games and I still have the, I still have that game on PS4. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that, I remember it being a cool game. It's got a Mark Hamill voice hack, voice acts, uh-huh. uh, the Joker. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a really good game. And yeah, it's one of my, one of my favorite Batman games. Yeah, so they're saying uh, to use the Heroic Game Launcher. Did you pick it up? In, where did you buy it? I have it on Steam. I've I've had it okay. forever, so <laughs> oh, okay. it's not like I bought it for this specifically. I actually I got a game. I didn't. Uh, so another thing about about Twitch. So we're trying. We're doing a Twitch thing. At the top of Twitch, they had this thing where it was like you could get a free game in the uh, GOG store. Oh, wow. and uh, and they do it like I see these things like every like every month because I've had an account for a long time even though I never use it. And right. I thought, oh, I'm going to click on it and it's going to be like, oh yeah, use your Amazon sub or something to get this game. Right. But like it straight up just let me download uh, Alien Isolation. So what? Um, yeah, <laughs> That's so awesome. 
Yeah, so and, and I, I installed I the uh, that game. I installed the heroic game launcher and uh I ran the game and the game the game runs. There's this weird thing it does though where like uh there's like this like lag. So like if I'm if I'm moving my camera, everything looks fine, everything there's no lag. And maybe this is like a part of the game. I don't know, I need to Google it. But if I'm running my character forward and then I stop, it's like they keep running for a few steps. That, oh, but I've it, had that happen in some games. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it it almost feels like it might be a mechanic in the game. I don't know. I need almost to, like you can't stop yourself. Like you have to like like you got momentum like, of some kind. Because, yeah, momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I gotta hmm. look it up and see. Never played it. I've always wanted to play that game because I'm a huge Alien fan. But oh. uh, yeah, so that's why I was playing it. It's because uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be live streaming um, t- starting tomorrow a uh, Alien RPG um where Ooh. we're going to be playing it's just it's an rpg uh made by uh not modifius i can't remember the name of the company free league free league publishing and um so i was like well i kind of want to get in the mood you know so i <laughs> I, I, I tried this out and uh, it does get you in the mood it's really cool um because it's set in the same movie universe um right it's really cool um i i actually picked up dying light finally um, so, uh, Nova, no, wait, not Nova Javelin. Um, Ace <laughs> Javelin was, uh, yeah, I'm pretty name. sure Ace Javelin. Ace, Ace Javelin. Yeah, I was right. Ace Javelin recommended, uh, that I play the, um, Dying Light series. Um, it's a Linux native and it is. So what I said in my show notes is that it is, if Metal Gear Solid Five, Assassin's Creed, and Left for Dead had a baby, <laughs> then it would be Dying Light. Um, oh gosh! Because it has this like open world style where you're like on this huge map that's like an entire city, um, and you're given objectives, and you and however you make your way to that objective is like up to you. If you hmm. have enough ammunition and you feel like you can just guns blazing, kill a bunch of zombies and then get to the checkpoint and do it, then by all means have at it. You're it's unlikely, but by all means have at it. Um, but it also has this parkour system that's really similar to like Assassin's Creed where you're like jumping rooftop to rooftop and you can like scale scale buildings and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really I treated it like a sneaking mission game. Like I killed almost no zombies. I was just basically like Metagross Solid. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I was just sneaking past zombies, setting traps, blowing stuff up and having them go in that direction and then I and I run in some other direction. Um it's it actually is it actually is a lot of fun. It's a really cool game. Um, I don't, I don't get excited. So my thing with single player games, so we just talked about alien isolation, this game, I'll usually like kind of get into them enough to get a feeling for the game, but then I don't stick with it. Um, the way I do with MMOs, but like, um, this had a, uh, this had such a cool feel. I'm sure I'm going to keep coming back to it, but to be honest with you, I'm way more interested in the DLCs for this game. The DLCs for this game are nuts they have so many dlcs um i'm gonna pull them and up. are they like good or are they like a bunch of small ones i shouldn't say good are they large they <laughs> have they i don't know how long so i don't know exactly but okay because I, I so for one thing i'm gonna save dying like for for last because it's the one i really want to talk about the most but so like they have uh the following 
this is Experience the Untold Chapter of Kyle Crane's story set in the vast breakthrough region outside the city. So, like, this seems like it's a whole other chapter. Um, yeah. There's a... Um, there's the gunslinger. Some of them are just like you're buying like new weapon packs and things. Right. Okay. But yeah. there is like, so like there's this dying light of Viking Raiders of Haran bundle. Mm. And I think this is just new weapons. I don't know if this is a whole nother chapter set in like, I think it sounded, <laughs> it may be though. Like I'm watching the video. Oh yeah, it is. It's a whole new, it's like a Viking like style oh, cool. map. Yeah. Um, wow. So huh. yeah, the DLCs for this game are just like so vast. Um, you have the classified operations bundle. So you're like a, mm. you're like a secret agent. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a ton. So I picked up hell raid because I saw when I looked up videos on dying light, I saw someone playing hell raid and that's what sparked my interest more than anything. As a matter of fact, I'm more interested in Hellride than I am in Dying Light. <laughs> uh, this the way this works is you buy this DLC, you have to complete the uh you have to complete the main portion of the of the game. Or not the main portion of the game. You you complete like the opening set of the game. Once you complete right. you get to a certain point, it asks you do you want to play in like a sort of like a multiplayer single player kind of thing. Uh, kind of like uh, um, uh, what was the game I played recently that had something similar? Um, the game has got Norman Reedus in it, and you're basically just walking, delivering packages. Uh, Death Stranding. So like in yeah, Death Stranding, where it's like like it's a it's a single player game, but there's like this multiplayer aspect to it where other players have like a way to interact with your game. Um, they have that sort of thing, but you can also queue up. Like you can queue up in a lobby and play with other players and and certain parts of the mission and stuff, so um, so it's even more multiplayer than than uh, than the uh, Death Stranding, but once you get through that section and you have this DLC, then all of a sudden there is this um, there is this arcade machine in the hospital. Uh, building that you've been uh, held up in with other survivors and whenever you approach the arcade machine you you're in a new game you're like in a completely different game and you start playing this hell raid game where it's like a a grim dark you know medieval i I said it's like dying light meets dungeon of the mad mage like it's like you're all of a sudden just in this grim dark fantasy and um you're given uh, objectives uh, just like in Dying Light um, only in this completely different setting and mm. from what I've seen they, they're posting updates to to this like I, I saw on Halloween they, they added some new you know uh, mission to the Dying Light uh, Hell Raid and um, so I don't know I, I haven't played enough of it to see how far it goes yet but it looks really it looks really sick and this is the game I want if they just released Hell Raid as its own game, I would buy that um, because it is so cool. It's so cool. It's it's this it's the zombie horde. Uh, you know, you're you're fighting off hordes of zombies, but you're like in like this like desolate castle. Um, it's really sick. So it's like Left for Dead if you were in a castle and fighting off all these zombies. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. So I, I'm I'm uh. 
I've been holding off getting any further because I don't know how to get out. I started, I, you, go, you go click on the arcade and you just start this other game. And I have right. no idea how to get back to the other story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck. It's so stuck in hell. I kind of i i'm 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 debating i'm debating whether I want to finish Hell Raid now, or if I ever get the guts to stream on Twitch. I try to stream it on Twitch playing Hell Raid, but Hell Raid is so much more interesting than than Dying Light to me. Um, I hope they keep doing more of these, and I'm going to check out more of the DLCs too because they're really cool. Um, and Dying Light Two is out now. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's got it's got a lot of stuff going now, for it is dying light the one that was an indie game it started as an indie game or no i don't know um i might be thinking of a different game there's so many zombie games <laughs> see i look up origin story let's see if there's like a uh that's just telling me the the story of kyle crane <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure um i i tried the game um, only because um, Ace Javelin recommended it, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was a very good recommendation. I picked it up on like a Hall- whenever they did like a sale around Halloween, um, so I'm not sure how much it is today, but I got it. I got it on sale. All right, did we cover everything? Yeah, I think so. Is that the it? That's the end. That's the end of the show. Um. It's not an indie game. That's right. Oh, it's not an indie game. No, Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the logo when you start the game. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, the uh, so the art stream. I am art stream. By the way, that's what we should call it. Um, <laughs> I am basically ready to do it. Um, I was waiting to announce it here before I did it, and I can't wait to do it because I'm tired of this pop installation. I love pop, but there's something going on with mine. I get this crazy. Yeah, that's strange. I've never had that. There's, I don't know. I can't even move it over to the other screen to show it. I get this crazy white screen all the time. (laughs) Um, It happens all the time. (laughs) Oh, if I resized it and it fixed it. Um, Oh, my God. That is so bad, though. That is so bad. (laughs) I've been dealing with it for weeks now. Um, so uh, I can't wait to reinstall. And what I did was I, I did an Arch installation, not using completely memory, but trying to only use the Arch wiki. And there's like there, there's a few moments in the Arch wiki, which I understand why they do it. Um, they're trying to keep the wiki concise. And there's a few... like. Like you come to like Grub, for example, it'll just tell you, okay, now's the 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 time to install your bootloader, and then it and then right. bootloader is a link to all the different bootloaders you could choose, you know. So it's not like oh yeah 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 you know like I it's really not holding that. your hand to be like okay yeah most people like use Grub too bootloader. yeah yeah right <laughs> exactly. Um, so what I did was I took notes on those sections so that whenever I live stream, I'll follow the wiki until I get to those things. And then I've got notes where I'll, I'll go look at that. And I took the notes by installing Arch on my laptop, which I'm going to use to stream installing Arch on my desktop. So maybe I'll watch you and I'll install it myself on yeah. my laptop. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that should be our hundred subscriber uh, challenge is that if we get a hundred cool. subs, you, you have to install Arch and, and use it and in, install it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, 
No quick installs. You gotta you gotta install it using Oh come the, on. What about that new installer they got? <laughs> I hope you do it. I have most of it I have most of it memorized. I just get That's stuck. Awesome, I get stuck whenever I get to uh there's certain parts where it's like the partitioning the disc for me is is where I, I fall short because I I tried CF disc and it didn't work, mm-hmm. so I had to fall down to parted and I just didn't know the commands. So I yeah. was like just fumbling around. Yeah, I use I use uh this time around I used something that I had not used before. Let me look at my notes and see what it was. Um and I used it because I was watching a like twenty eighteen video of Glorious Eggroll installing. Um but normally I yeah, use I, I use F disc usually. I, I've made that mistake watching an old video because it yeah. does not install the same way. He used C. <laughs> he used CG disc, is what he used. CG. I never heard of that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I usually just use F disc. But um. But yeah, that's like the so. Yeah, we don't have to get into it all now. But it's basically that's how yeah. you start. You do your partitioning, and then you do your uh, formatting. Like you, you say what FS you want, and and then you use uh, the pack install. I start getting confused whenever you get down to the bootloader stuff, dude. I took I took Elpic one, and <laughs> I I was a sysadmin for almost four years, and I still and I've been using Linux on my daily driver for I don't even know how long. I've been a Linux user for a very <laughs> long time, and I could not install Grub to save my life. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> to to save my family's life, I could not install Grub. I I have I, to I follow. <laughs> I have Grub to follow. <laughs> yeah, I have to I have to follow. So what I did was I, I that's why I went to his video and then I took notes on that section. So that's the way this is going to work. I'm going to do most of it from memory, but I have some notes on the things that I just can, for the life of me can never remember. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's totally understandable. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening and peace. See you.